Hello everyone, Patriot Underground here. So before we begin the show, I wanted to take a quick moment to remind everybody to check out PatriotSwitch.com. Click the link in the description and begin your journey making the switch to purchasing your personal and household products from a patriotic company who shares your value system and doesn't funnel your money directly into evil operations that are designed to destroy us. This is a no-brainer, folks. I made the switch and I couldn't be happier. And as I said, I only come out and support something that I personally use and believe in. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. PatriotSwitch.com. All right, folks, enjoy the show. Patriot out. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is November 28th, 2023. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So today, it is my honor to welcome my good friend, Gene Decode, back to the show, a man who is no stranger to this audience, certainly, and many of you out there discovered my channel because Gene graciously decided to make an appearance way back in May of 2021, and ever since then, we've been going strong. I've lost count at this point, Gene, how many interviews we've done together, but it's it's always a pleasure to have you back it continues to be an honor to have this gentleman on my show to provide his unique intel and his unique analysis. And for those who don't know, because there are new people who are joining our ranks every single day, Gene Decode is a 20-plus year veteran of the U.S. Navy submarine fleet. He's been a martial arts instructor, a sensei, as well as a lifelong student and a practitioner of naturopathic medicine. He's dedicated most of his life to investigation and discovery of the truth, particularly what lies beneath the surface, as I always like to say. In addition, Gene was also born with remote viewing and psychic abilities that have augmented his personal journey and have enabled him to deliver such amazing insights during these much-anticipated interviews. So once again, very happy to have you back, Gene. How have you been? Uh, I've been busy and good. Thank you. All right. Busy and good. Well, you know, I thought that we could start tonight by discussing the geopolitical developments that we've seen very recently, starting with Israel, which I know you've discussed in some detail on other shows. So I'm not going to ask you the same questions, but certainly this is a topic that's unavoidable right now. I actually heard you refer to Israel as the 51st state, if I remember correctly. Uh, on Nicholas Veniamin's show just the other day. I thought that was very interesting. And, you know, it, it really does lend itself to a discussion about why that's the case and the history behind what's currently unfolding in the Middle East right now. So can you explain to the audience, Gene, first of all, I think we should start with where the Zionists actually come from and how they're different from biblical Jews, from the Hebrews, that the Bible speaks of, because I think, like I said, this is just absolutely vital information for everybody out there to understand. So why don't we begin with that? And uh, maybe, you know, I'd like to hear your uh, little bit of commentary on why uh, you consider Israel to be the 51st state. Absolutely. So since its creation, um, the beginning of its creation, of course, was what's known as the transfer agreement that was signed by a Rothschild with Hitler and one of the top Zionists at the time. 
So the Rothschilds are no friends of the Hebrews. They're Zionists. They're not Jewish people. If you look at them, you can see the, um, even though they're low on the totem pole within the Zionists, because, it, you know, above the Pacers, Rothschilds is the next whole level, which is the uh, black aristocracy of the black families of nobility. And at the top of that, of course, is the black, white, and gray pope. The gray being the one that rules the whole freaking thing. That's Pepe Orsini, um, the last that we had until he got, you know, obliterated. And then they were not yet ready to replace him. They always have person in grooming from actually before birth, but that person is not yet ready, but now has to be in that position. It's been, um, you know, going into the Gaza Strip and what's going on with Palestine and Israel was a setup from the get-go. It was created as a counter, you know, a Hegelian dialectic, if you will, a counter narrative. So you always have the creation of opposing opposites that get to fight and create what they want. In other words, the Zionists. And so you see that... Um, with World War II, where they created communism and fascism, and then, of course, capitalism was already there. And then you create a Hegelian dialectic of the opposing forces pulling towards each other, fighting against each other, but wind up melding into what they want, which is a one world order. Like Mian Kampf, after that, Hitler actually wrote a book called The New World Order. And it was the second book. It's very little known by most people. But, of course, most people know of the term the New World Order uh, or a One World Order. And in Morals and Dogma, written by Albert Pike, who was Lord Maitre in his day, uh, all, you know, some of the people that are always in that position are quite well known, like Adam Weishaupt, who created the secret levels of the Illuminati, or what's known as the Presbyterian levels within the Masons. Mm -hmm. uh, May 1st of 1776. That's why that was May Day. And also the creation of the Soviet Union. of the Con And that's why they celebrated that when it used to exist. And so that was to control that whole region that we and they're trying to get it back of we know as Russia and all of those areas, the Baltic states, Ukraine, everything. And the Russian people overthrew it. That was the fall of communism. They got their freedom back. They threw out the bankers. That's the very first thing they did. So that shows you who these money changers or the name changers or, you know, like Cliff High calls them, the, you know, and um, many, many People know that this group comes from the Ukraine area, specifically the Pontic steppes in the Caucasus Mountains, which are going through the region of Ukraine, Hungary, Poland, Romania, all of that region in western Ukraine. And they are not originally from this earth. They are from a Zion, 
is their original star system, S-C-I-O-N, like we now see the car. They're now out in the open because when you get close to grabbing the ring of absolute control of the world, you have to start tilting your hand. They understand that to do certain things, black magic and things, you have to tell the other person what you're going to do. And if they do not deny it and do not say no, that's tacit consent or, you know, they have agreed in their playbook. So they always do that. And in Morals and Dogma by Albert Pike, he had written how the First World War would happen just like it did as a series of alliances. And then this, you know, they put some Duke or something up in like Herzegovina or Bosnia area on that area. You get shot and through these alliances that pearls in every country in the world and at a pre-assigned agreed date, the U.S. would enter. It's to start getting the U.S. into the main empire for the world, just like they did with Rome to control uh, Rome to become an engine of war for them to get total world denom- domination of the entire world. And as any virus does, it hollows out the host until it dies. And so we saw you see that with the Roman Empire, where more and more despotism, it becomes nothing but a war machine. It starts inscripting people at start of the places it takes over. Their money system starts to first get hollowed out. You can see the sandwich coins starting in the U.S., same thing happened in Rome. And then eventually you have currencies that are based on nothing at all, like we now see with the U.S. dollar. And we now see a move away from that because like they're trying to do saying that, you know, the CBDC is the way to go. Central bank digital currency. But in this and we should not be gold back. But in the meantime, these bankers, if you look at the the in, Bank of International Exchange, the World Bank, the Federal Reserve Bank, just like they showed in Die Hard. They have massive thousands of tons of gold, and they've been buying that for quite a while. So if it's because they know the people will wake up and they'll need to dangle that carrot in front of them so that all we can and we will. And, you know, but where's your proof that it is? So when you have a currency like in the BRICS where it truly is gold backed and it's denominated precisely how much the currency is backed, you show those reserves. You can actually, like with the assassination of Kennedy, he had started printing not Federal Reserve notes, but U.S. silver certificates where you could you could uh, return your note and get a certain specific amount of silver where it is truly back. So, you know, Albert Pike then wrote also about World War II, which would be where they would create communism, fascism. They already had capitalism. And World War III would come as a conflict that starts in the Holy Land and winds up taking, conflagrating out till the entire world is embroiled. And that would, at the end of it all, get them total control and power. And so that's exactly where we are now. This group that landed came from Scion, from two worlds were their home worlds that they actually blew up using what is called the Eye of Metatron technology, trying to learn how to create a Merkabic lockup in a Merkabic field. And so in the 
they were not good at it at that time, obviously, and destroyed their home world. So they came here to take this one because they had nowhere, no home anymore. And so they do now have that torsion technology, it's called. Uh, it's part of what the jab does. The graphenes and things in there actually hack into the spirit of humanity, the soul, if you will. It creates a torsion field that starts to change you and hack your soul, literally. Wow. And so this is, you know, Rasputin, for example, who was Lord Mater in his time, did that through black magic. They used to do it in soul traps and that. Now they want to bring the soul trap since it's been shut down by the Allies, literally into the Internet itself and through the jab, hook up everybody to that. Um, you know, so Adam Weissop, Rasputin, you can see the type of people we're talking about, Albert Pike. And so now that we're in the system, situation we're in a ceasefire it's been extended a bit with the gaza strip uh it's fascinating they're trying to extend this to throughout the world and galvanize a crescent against the cross war and it's important that people understand mm -hmm. that this conflict was set up in the first place as a setup to get humanity call humanity and get them total and absolute power. Anytime you get a ideology that you have the understanding it's us or them, then you are either cabal or you are pl being played by cabal and your mind has been turned by them. That's exactly what they want. So Hamas is actually created from the Muslim Brotherhood in in uh Egypt by the Mossad in the you know Netanyahu, Bibi Netanyahu and that group, which are a special type of uh, Zionist that wants to create, get rid of Palestine, which has the Leviathan of gas fields under their oil gas fields, which is massive. They also want to create the Ben-Gurion Canal so that they can make the billions of dollars by bypassing the Suez Canal, which can't take the huge, huge ships very well, the new huge ships, container ships and things. They want to create a canal that goes from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean. That is, you know, if you don't use the Suez Canal right now, you have to go all the way around the Cape in Africa. It's a massively long journey, and it's a dangerous journey. That's a terrible weather where you meet the Indian Ocean. Each time you create an ocean meetup, their salinities, the temperatures, all kinds of things are different. So you get massive, horrific storms. It used to be, you know, the sailing ships, most often, over half the time, would get lost. Same thing around the going around the tip of South America where you're getting the Atlantic and the Pacific coming together. So the Ben-Gurion Canal and that oil field is what they're after there. They're after, and then also in the ideology, what they've put into the Zionist ideology that they bought a lot of Christians into believing that Israel is supposed to be an armed camp on earth in the Holy Land. It's why Christ was crucified and Judas betrayed him is they found out that's not what he was backing. He was backing a kingdom in heaven where those that are the children of Abraham, in other words, those that serve and follow the one and only God of all creation, 
That's a heavenly realm. That's the Jerusalem. That's the children of Abraham. And so it's not an armed castle of, you know, completely armed like Israel is with this huge border and all of this. And where you get this us and them where, you know, before the Zions get involved, even in Jerusalem, the Arabic peoples, the Muslims, the Christians, they live just fine. They don't get all of this. It's the ideologies of those that rule and they get total power and control and then affect the minds of the masses. So, you know, right now, Bibi is fighting like crazy because if he gets taken out of being the ruler of Israel, he's going to go at the very least, to prison for a very long time, if not killed. It's just like we see with Zelensky. You go and run on a a platform, like in Zelensky's case, on peace, and what do you do? Create war. This is how they do. And what do you do? The same thing. It's Zelensky's play, but also Goebbels said the same thing. You blame your enemy of everything you're actually doing. So they're saying, oh, it's as soon as you stand against what they say, which is in actuality, the term from the river to the sea is that elite group, the Zionists. That's what they say that Israel should be. So it shouldn't be that, you know, if you look at the Gaza Strip and the West Bank, they used to be one place, all completely connected. What they want to do is once they, if this, when this conflict resumes, and people, you know, part of what Hamas is trying to do, nobody's standing up for the Palestinian people, which since 2007 have been bombed and attacked and killed and enslaved in the largest concentration camp this world has ever seen. So, you know, I am not anti-Semitic. I do not believe people should be put in a concentration camp, any peoples. So the Hebrew people and Christians as well were put in the concentration camps by the NAZIs in World War II, and that was wrong. And now you're going to do the same thing. Then what you're doing is wrong, and you're killing people, and you're taking and stealing the Gaza. They steal property. People come from the U.S. or other places. The Zionists back them up. They take people's lands, a victim, take that out, connect them by belt roads and all kinds of things. And the People of Palestine and the Muslims aren't even allowed to cross them or use them. That's and they can't leave there. They're in a surrounded by barbed wire since 2007. It's fascinating to learn that you can't even hear of a president that would come on and say that what President Carter said in when he wrote his book Palestine Peace, not apartheid. And he was talking against what was going on then. So that tells you that he wasn't completely hijacked. But what we have now with the Biden regime is obviously they have total control of the presidency of the United States. Additionally, on top of that, now during the ceasefire, the Turks through Erdogan have started a flotilla of all no warships it's all merchant ships and personally owned ships to bring relief to the gaza strip it's over 1000 ships are probably there now are coming in to give relief to the gaza strip so this is 
you know, going to be phenomenally interesting to watch this. But what we're watching is a play for them to finally get total world control. But at the same time, you have the alliance using this to show who are the Zionists and what they really are. Hamas is both being used by both sides. So you, Hamas is the only people that, you know, the government of Palestine that's standing up. The only way you can finally wake up people to what's been going on there, I don't condone it, but I don't see any other way it could have been done, is to show in like and kind precisely what the IDF and a lot of the Israel Defense Forces, the IDF and other people, Zionists, have been doing in Gaza Strip and in the West Bank of killing thousands and thousands of children and women and torture. And nobody questions the fact, you know, they grabbed Hamas, grabbed a bunch of people in Israel. And how did they get in there in the first place? How did they get through that extremely the most guarded border on earth? And there's no, there's no security defenses force on that. And no jet fighters scrambled when they changed the inductance of the fencing and wall. Mm-hmm. The sensors picked it up, and it's we now know quite well that even IDF personnel had been warning their superiors that they knew Hamas was coming. And yet it's quite aptly the Western media is saying that this is Israel's 911. Because we know in this country, 911, especially when you look at the Pentagon, it's the same thing. The most guarded airspace on Earth, and yet an aircraft gets through. No way. You've got just like in Israel, F-16 sitting on three Air Force runways with their engines running, two F-16s on each runway for two hours. And then when they two hours expended, two craft come up behind them. And you're talking 05 and above that are sitting in that cockpit, a pilot and a co-pilot. They have standing written orders to scramble if they they have radar besides the radar facilities for the air bases tracking everything and they know all of the tail numbers of every commercial flight that's going on and yet they're saying this commercial aircraft hours off course was able to get to the pentagon no way if they disobey those orders they would go to court martial and if somebody died that would be treason and they would be killed or if nobody died but they violated got into a trusted air uh, a uh, highly, you know, trusted and secured Arab space like the Pentagon, they would go to Leavenworth for 20 years. They would never get their retirement, and yet they didn't, which means not only that, if they don't get word from the tower, they have standing written orders. If they know there's a danger to scramble themselves, there's a singular covert, and yet all of that didn't happen. means they had to be written orders telling them to stand down and to not do that. Plus, there were actual practices that say, oh, they thought it was a practice and all that ongoing to cover it for the pilot and the co-pilot to think that was true. In the case of Israel, they had to have standing written orders to pull off of that area and for the F-16s not to scramble themselves and to go down on top of Hamas and stop it. They just ran into the country and grabbed people. And yet now, you know, who was going to stand? And they have three simple main objectives. And the first is a two-party state. 
The second is for children that are been in prison in Israel, children, I mean, for over seven years. What is a, some of them are 10 years old now. What does a three-year-old do that put, that made you have to put them in prison and women? That's what the prisoner exchanges they're doing. And they exchange a certain amount to get three days more now. Each time they, they transfer a certain amount of prisoner exchange, they can extend the, the, as they said, the C word, the ceasefire. They weren't even going to say that, and now they have. So what we see is the Zionists in Israel trying to barter for their lives as this continues. And if you look at Ukraine, you see a surgical operation by Putin, where in 18 months of Ukraine, the amount of women and children that have died in that conflict due to enemy fire you know, it is was Ukraine, so also called an enemy fire by the Russians, is far less than what happened in Gaza in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Because they're dropping, the Russians are not dropping 2,000-pound bombs on Ukraine, but the IDF is bopping, dropping 2,000-ton, you know, 2,000-pound bombs on Gaza in the most populated area on Earth. Of course, you're going to kill. It's genocide. They are going to kill thousands, exactly what they want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Gene, that was one heck of an answer. You laid out a whole cadre of topics there. A lot of them I actually want to get into, but I I, I have sort of a follow-up question on Israel, and then we can move on from there. But I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's been discussion about Israel being issued an ultimatum by the neighboring Arab nations within the region to either use their own military apparatus within the IDF to essentially perform a coup to remove the Zionists from power because one way or another they've got to go. And in that scenario, have the state be placed under the guardianship of Turkey for an interim period to guard against external threats. That's one side of the ultimatum. Or be subjected to a multi-nation attack that would result in the IDF being outnumbered 10 to 1. So I'm just curious, have you heard about that? And do you see an internal coup as a possibility to end this conflict? Or do you see it more likely to be resolved by an external force of some kind? Yes. So October the 7th was done on October the 7th. Most people know the history of October the 7th for Israel. Because there was a coup getting ready to start on October the 7th to do exactly this. And they have been, you know, they previously attacked Hezbollah in Lebanon. They are and have been currently in the process all the way up until just the last day, sending missiles into Syria. That's ongoing. Now Russia is in Syria with troops and their their incredible high-end technology with their defense systems, air defense systems like we see in Ukraine and in Russia, where thousands of drones can be sent and hardly any, they hit the, you know, the technologies, the jamming systems and everything just falls out of the sky. Maybe one gets through hardly anything from 2001. And mm-hmm. so this is exactly, you know, what Colonel McGregor, Scott Ritter are all saying is, is to create a, an allegiance of 
all of the, you know, like I said, to create a cross against the crescent, you have all of the Muslim countries coming together. Sunni and Shiite coming together? That's not happened for thousands of years. Those people have been killing each other. You've got all kinds of things occurring. Even in BRICS, you've got things that you have not seen ever occur, where the Saudis are working with countries they never worked with that are now in BRICS. And now they're talking Nigeria's going into BRICS. We also see the same kind of thing. What it is, is this is the end. We are watching the fall of the cabal. Because if you look, for example, at Argentina with Javier Millet, and he's saying that he is going to remove the central bank. And he got in by they in just a couple hours using paper ballots. So the people... It's written on paper. They counted it up quickly. He's in. He's going to put the Argentine, you know, remove the central bank. That is the bankers, in other words, the Zionists. And in Netherlands, you see Gert Welters, who is now one also in their home. I mean, this is the home of the cabal where they're, you know, their control of the world banking system, the the world international banking system the mission impossible the inner you know inner impossible mission forces the imf the international monetary fund it, from the beast that's in brussels you know, rules the world through the banking system mm-hmm. it comes from netherlands and now we see he had to, you know he's lived a long time in sheltered houses and all that obviously alliance a massive amount of protection on him and he's saying he's going to put Netherlands on a gold standard. So we see the fall of the cabal currently absolutely in progress. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Well, let's talk a little bit about Iran, because a lot of folks out there are categorizing the actions of the Iranians as being the wild card that could trigger a wider conflict. And certainly we know, I mean, we've known for a long time that the MSM has been pushing the narrative that Iran is the enemy of the United States. And most recently, there was a story, I'm sorry, I'm sure you probably saw it, that they hacked into the water supply in Pennsylvania, one of the one of the uh, municipalities in Pennsylvania. So I guess my question to you about Iran is twofold. First of all, is the Iranian military divided, to your knowledge? Are there white hats in the ranks? And secondly, what world power has the most influence on the actions of the Iranians? Is it the Russians? Is it China? I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that and the extent to which the expansion of the Middle East conflict hinges upon Iran's in direct involvement beyond the proxy forces, of course, of Hezbollah and even the Houthi rebels in Yemen. Is it really about Iran and them being the wild card? I'm curious how you see that. Yeah, that one's a complex one, but let me explain it to you. So MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, was saved. His life was saved in Las Vegas during that shooting by Trump. They were on the aircraft, and he was getting MBS freedom from domination by the banking Zionists of this country, of of the Americans continent, of the Five Eyes which is, you know, of course, Canada and the U.S. being the big two, and then U- the U.K., Aust- uh, Australia, et cetera. So in that, he pledged, that's a, de- a um, 
That's a life oath because he owes Trump his life. So then we see now Saudis going into BRICS and then Iran follows. So and you have peace between these people. So you're looking at something that's never happened again. So in actuality, the Saudis are working through Iran, the alliance within that. And that's actually attached. They're not the ones in charge. That goes from Qatar, which is the main people that are in control and getting weapons and all that, to Hamas and Hezbollah as well. And Iran, then through Iran, it goes you know to Qatar. Uh, so if you look at weapons that are going in the black market in Ukraine, they go to Turkey. Then they go to Iran. Then they go to Qatar and under tunnels underground to Hamas and Hezbollah. So this is the interconnectedness now of the Muslim nations because they see how this force from off world has been playing humanity forever. They, the Muslims, worship the one and only God of all creation. So they don't have Jesus Christ within that. But for me, as long as you're serving and worshiping the one and only God of all creation, like any good Christian, I believe you have the right to worship the one and only God in the means and understanding of you. And then it also requires they actually do worship through Christ. If you really understand the nature of Christ and what Christ actually is before he was corporeal in the Bible, he was always here and always will be. Then what was he before he was corporeal? So if you really understand, they are serving through Christ, the one and only God of all creation. It's a complex thing that most people don't ever contemplate. And so you've got this vast alliance like the they grabbed a, a Iranian ship with weapons that were going to go to Hamas and send them to Ukraine. You're just sending them back through the loop. So then they go back into the black market. They get sold in Turkey. The Turkish sell it back to the Iranians and sell it back to the Qataris. And all this money and weapons are trading has. This is this round robin thing. It's like... You know, because we all know that Zelensky, you know, is nothing but a puppet. He couldn't he couldn't plan and wage a war if his life, which now does depend on it. And we're essentially at near the end of that conflict, actually, as well. They it was 17 to 70 that they're going to do a vast inscription in Ukraine, because as we know, the West keeps saying as long as it takes. As long as what takes to win the war, most even Reuters, even you know, CNN, even Richard Haas, 10-year uh, ruler of the Council on Foreign Relations, that's the real cabal, is saying it can't be won. There's no silver bullet, no weapons of incredible technology you can send to Ukraine to make them win it. Adivka, it looks like the main... Thousands of forces in the Devka are getting ready to surrender. That happens. That's the end of it all. And that's their fortress. They're, you know, it was Bakhmut, or what's now known as Artemis, because that's now Russian. Uh, after a Devka falls, that's it. Thousands of soldiers surrender. That's why they're trying to, they've dropped the, the conscript age in Ukraine, men and women, seven to 70 years old. 
You won't have Ukrainians. Who's going to run the country? Six-year-olds and people over 70? Mm. You don't have a country anymore. Even if you have land, who can run the government? Who can run anything? Those You're talking people that are so old. I mean, yeah, I guess the septuagenarians could run it. Uh, certainly a six-year-old can't. I mean, a few brilliant ones, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's just, you know, it's just so ridiculous what we're watching and people keep believing you know, i had a person in line in my banking institution behind this bonnet to all this garbage i go name me one country on the border of ukraine other than russia and they can't and yet they're all pros and keep sending our billions there and hollow this country out where our infrastructure is crumbling you know they cleaned up san francisco who knows where the thousands of homeless were sent mm. for G coming over there and cleaned it all up and nice, but our cities are as bad as any third world country. Our infrastructure, our roads, our highways, our bridges, everything is just falling apart and full of holes and cracks. And you look at, you know, it's obvious what's actually going on with the NLS. If you look at the Benny show, he shows Hollywood in 1950s. You go there now, the shops are closed, they're boarded up, nobody's there. The place is falling apart. The stars aren't there. Where they go? That's a really good question. Nobody is asking because Bruce Willis sold his likeness. In other words, they can AI him and CGI him into movies that are shot on location with a guy in a tracking suit with all the dots, and he can be in movies still. All the stars are in that situation. You're not really seeing them anymore. Because they've already been get mode. So there's a whole lot that the average people don't understand that is going on all over the world. And Iran has a technology that's equal to nuclear weapons. It's called a, a gas bomb. If you take the active ingredient from an oxacetylene welding in acetylene, you can fractionalize it off and get a gas that if you felt it's what took out the barracks in Lebanon, uh, in excuse me, in Beirut. That where they blew that up and you had that massive crater, that's an amount the size of a CO2 canister. They just punch a hole in it, blow it out into a, a closed area, have a spark plug and ignite. Same thing that took out the Alpha P. Mur uh, the Murray building in Oklahoma City. It was not a fertilizer bomb. If you look at the earthquake records for that day, the seismic records, there's a double event eight seconds apart, and the blast is centered on the 10th floor right near the nursery, which is what they love to do is kill children. And that blast, that eight seconds is a spread time using differential equations. If you look at it for the laboratory next to that, means you blow that gas out in there, and then you ignite it and explodes. You have a first explosion, to, small one, to blow it out into the, to make the whole bathroom a bomb. And then you blow the whole bathroom and it takes that whole front of the building off. The blast, anybody that can tell you, uh, that's demolitions can tell you that's what you're looking at. And they can look at the seismic records and that's called a bathothermographic bomb. Same thing Russia's using, like again, Robotanyi, Round 70-something, I've lost track. <laughs> How many times the Ukrainians are going to take it? The Russians let them come in, and then come in there with that thermographic bombs, you know, open-air gas systems where they just 
firebomb the place and wipe out the, you know, the few hundred. Same thing you see in Kherson where they're letting them go across the river. And you're going to go through three lines of massive fortifications. You're not going to get to the peninsula. There's no way. I mean, it's absolutely insane. They're doing precisely what they said in the first place. They're demilitarizing and DNAZIing Ukraine because what happened with Ukraine? We have Mitch one, Mitch two, and they, you know, the secret, secret thing they're going to do this winter. The, the Ukrainian secret service is saying, and Zelensky, that it's Minsk three, or excuse me, Maidan. It's Maidan three and Minsk three, or Maidan, you know, so they're playing the words and showing you that the Maidan was a coup where they overthrew the government. And the Minsk was to set up and give them time to fortify, just like Merkel. And most of the EU people have already said, the leaders, supposed leaders of the EU have said that it was to give time for the CIA, which had done a study in 1957. I have that published on the um, my deep dives on my genedecode.org, the decode on all of this done by one of the blessed for service Europe coordinators. It's elegant and beautiful and incredibly detailed of how they analyze Ukraine. You know, the topographic analyzation of the land and the lay of the land, the resources and the people and the factions and decided exactly how to do this and when they would do this. so They could vulcanize, you know, and get the Ukrainians divided. So the Ukrainians are actually the same stock as Russian. And yet they got them believing that they are Aryan. They're not remotely Aryan. If you look at their genetics, they're exactly the same as the Russian people themselves. So that's why Putin is surgically striking it. For him, this is a tragedy because those are cousins. Mm-hmm. And they're sending, having to go in and rescue those that speak Russian and practice Russian culture from being annihilated. 14,000 since the Maidan coup have been killed, men, women and children, mostly women and children. In the Donbass area, where they've been being bombed and missile from, Adivka, and now that's under conflagration. That means they've finally done what they wanted to do to get that to stop. And they had a peace treaty in March, but Boris came to town. So now we see that, I mean, if they had signed that treaty, they would have lost a little, but nothing like what they do now. And it was, they... The I truly at this point think that the cabal thought they could actually get Ukraine to do such damage to the Russian, along with the sanctions they had pre-planned to Russia, to vulcanize Russia and bring Putin down. You don't want to bring him down. I'll tell you what, the guy that's in behind him will go and flatten Ukraine. You don't want that person as a war hawk, and he will go into Kiev and flatten it. The reason, you know, there's several reasons Putin's being surgical, because also you don't want to do precisely what Israel is doing in the Gaza Strip, flattening the place. So you want to have the world to understand you're doing precisely what you say you're doing. It's you look at Palestine. It's not an eye for an eye. You're thousands and thousands of people over what Hamas did to you. That's genocide. That's war. You're complaining about genocide. You say people, anybody that says that Israel is doing anything is anti-Semitic. Not true. 
I don't condone what was done to the Israelites, you know, through the NAZIs in World War II in the concentration camps, but you're going to do the same thing by magnitudes more? Then you've been possessed by the same group that possessed the NAZIs and Stalin and all of that, that have possessed this country and taken them and our country south. And so the peoples of the world are starting to wake up to this travesty and this truth. Thank you, Patriot. Absolutely incredible response, Gene. I just I love sitting back and, and hearing you just lay it all out there so brilliantly. Let me ask you about China before we pivot to some other topics. Kind of, you know, I want to get into the dumbs. I want to talk about, you know, some domestic issues as well. But before we leave this sort of geopolitical realm, I wanted to ask you about Xi Jinping. You brought him up a, a moment ago talking about his visit to San Francisco. There's been a lot of discussion about this man and whether or not he is actually a good guy or a bad guy. Is he actually a white hat? I mean, it seems pretty clear that the consensus about Vladimir Putin is, yes, he is a white hat, at least, you know, for those of us in our community, for those people who are in the know. But Xi Jinping is a lot more of a controversial topic because, you know, and, and honestly, I see so much hinging upon the answer to that question of whether or not Xi is a good guy when it comes to resolving the multitude of problems that that exist right now in the Pacific Rim, not the least of which, of course, is China's reunification with Taiwan. And then, of course, there's also the reunification of the Korean Peninsula, which brings North Korea into the conversation, of course. So what are your thoughts on Xi Jinping and how do you interpret this recent visit with fake Biden? Because that upset a lot of people. So you got to realize that, you know, like I said with Putin and every five years ago, 2018, he's alliance and everybody's like, no way. Same I told that with Xi, but it's much more complicated because what Putin faces in Russia, they got rid of communism. He rebuilt it. It's obvious. And what he's doing in Ukraine is a demonstration, you know, and then the West does Sololinsky or Goebbels playbook and blame the other of what you're doing. But in China, it's much more complicated because you have the black hand, which is the the Khazarians of that part, that lineage of the Li family that has ruled that country, that area known as China for hundreds and even thousands of years. It didn't matter if it's the Manchus or whoever you say, it's been the same family. And Xi is not of that family, and he is alliance, but he has got to play it, look like an imbecile over there and play it. But you look, for example, he went and they had 200 countries, all of South America and the Caribbean islands, countries, all of that. And they, you know, talked and met over there. And what do we see happening right away when the Israel conflict, we see cutting ties in South America of Bolivia and Colombia. We also see, of course, Tunisia, Bahrain, Algiers, Chile, again, South America. So you're looking at the fact that the alliance is creating these ties and creating these people in the governments, just like I had talked about with, with Javier Malay and, you know, with uh, Gert where you see the alliance changing the regimes throughout the world. You're going to see it with the cabal always, it's like, you know, the board said, uh, the the uh, 
18 minus one board said, never interfere with an enemy while they're destroying themselves. So you look at the fact that there was a RAND Corporation document that said a big part of what the sanctions were to do was to destroy the industry of Europe, specifically and most importantly and primarily Germany and France, because that is the strength of the EU. So now that that's essentially done, most of their big industry has gone to where? China. So what are we seeing? The alliance playing the cabal with their own techniques. What do we see happening with the sanctions doing to Russia? Making their economy so powerful, so strong, but this new network of countries coming together as a multipolar, not a unipolar, rule a rule-based law order by a bunch of oligarchs that are the rules don't apply to them. Instead, you see a law-based order that's about trade and commerce. And you know that's why China has the One Belt Road initiative. And they're building these massive highways and railways and all of this throughout the region, throughout Asia, and also going to say the same thing. We even see that with Israel saying they're going to do the same thing. But is that Netanyahu? I doubt it. I That's likely the alliance that with the coup that was almost, it would have started if Hamas hadn't came in. So that's delineating out who's against the alliance and who's against the Zionists. Each side's using it. And each side's using everything right now to define who's who because it's the end game which we're now in, that's when you know who's who. That's when it starts to become clear. Because you, when you go to grab for that ring of power, it delineates who's who. You can tell by how and what they do. So do you see Russia and China? Like Russia is giving, the West is extremely freaked out. They're giving so much free food in Africa that many, like Nigeria and many, many other countries are wanting to get into BRICS because they're getting free food like they said they would. And they're going in there and rebuilding the infrastructure like they did in the Dumbas and Luhansk and they rebuilt the whole place. So as much as Putin doesn't want to be burdened with rebuilding all of Ukraine, he may have to now. Because they know, like the West is saying, you, that Zelensky cannot make a peace deal with Putin because he will always break it. I can't think of one. Maybe there was one. Can you tell me of one peace treaty that Russia has broken ever, ever? But we can mean pretty much every single thing the West has ever done or the U.S. has done. The, right. the Minsk Accords, the, you know, every. I mean, every single country that we've gone in and bombed, we had peace deals with them. Same thing we did when the Europeans came over in the first place. Make peace treaties with them and take and steal and kill them and steal the property and steal their land and everything else. That is the cabal's way. And then you blame the other side of doing precisely what you're doing. So everybody looks at them and goes, oh, you're anti-Zionist or you're anti-this or you're anti-that or you don't like this. You know, they called the um, the Native Americans heathen, and yet they worship one and only God of all creation, and they thought the Europeans were the true white brother. In other words, the bloodline of Christ, where did he go after he rose again? 
Want to gush? Thank you, Patriot. Wow. Absolutely incredible, Gene. All right. Well, there's just so many questions stirring around in my head, but I'm going to stay focused on all these different topics because I really want to cover as much as we possibly can. And certainly you are the man to ask about my next question, my next topic, which of course has to do with the dumb, specifically the cleanout operations. And certainly, as you know, Gene, we've seen truly unprecedented uh, unprecedented, excuse me, amounts of tectonic activity. Certainly over the past couple of weeks, Iceland has been front and center. We've also seen earthquakes really all around the world. New Guinea, very, uh, I think it was just the other day, very recently. But all these different locations around the globe. And thanks to you, I think every time someone in the Patriot community hears about an earthquake, we immediately think of a dumb cleanout or an, uh, an alliance operation that's ongoing. Obviously, there are actual earthquakes, but you're the one who's really educated so many people out there on how to tell the difference. And at the same time, we also know that the underground war is raging on from Southern California all the way to Maine is what I'm hearing. And the alliance is reportedly battling the drug cartels underground, CCP soldiers, and certainly there are many reports of cyborgs and non-terrestrials as well. So with all that in mind, can you give us an update on the progress of these dumb clean-out operations and these missions to to rescue all of these human trafficking victims that are still ongoing? Now, so following the earthquakes that you know do not have the deep waves, they only have the shallow waves that are at 10K, which is 33,000 feet. We know how they love their numbers. You can reveal it. All you have to do is go on to the... Um, any earthquake site like USGS. So it's fascinating. You know, they say they're clearing out the tunnels in that, in the Gaza. Do we see that there? No. And it's like I said, where is really the Holy Land? Where are the four rivers that are said to have come together where the, where Eden, the Garden of Eden was? It's in Turkey and Iran area. So where do we see that's where the cabal is going to go to to get control of the earth and also on the border of Iraq. And so where do we see 10Ks? So if you look at the Gaza, you see 10K in Turkey-Syria border region, right on the border. And then you see on the border in Baghdad, the same thing. And you see also in uh, Iran, a whole string of them going down near Baghdad and then heading all the way down to where the trafficking is being done for all the children that they are grabbing of the Muslims. So you see them taking out in the ports in southern Iran down near the um, area of, uh, I'll try to pronounce it here. <laughs> I'll just spell it. Uh, I guess I can pronounce it near Bandar Abbas. Uh, in the Straits of Hormuz off the coast there and off that island uh, is that's off of uh, near Bandar Habas or Yabas or Abbas or whatever you call it. And, you know, throughout that entire region. So in Hajabad and you still see 10 days there. You don't see them much anymore in the U.S. because it's all cleaned out. You don't see them much more in Europe, because it's all cleaned out, other than a few strays here and there, mm. where you see stone still ongoing in the tunnel system that goes from the Vatican up into um, the big, huge dome that was CERN, and underneath the 
you know, Lake Geneva, and we see still a few happening in Albania because that tunnel went all the way through there to where? Jerusalem. That's where the gold of the Vatican, they were taking still from the Palestinian people as well. And then where else do you see them happening big time still? In China. So they're still cleaning out in China and in parts of um, near the big, huge water systems of Lake Bacall, which is the largest, I believe it's the largest and deepest freshwater combined, the largest, deepest freshwater on Earth. And you see a dome that's actually directly underneath that in Kuzhir, uh, K-H-U-Z-H-I-R, in, in that part of essentially I guess you could call it Russia or China or <laughs> kind of debatable. It goes back and forth. And then, you know, and that goes all the way up it, through China into China and all the way up into way, way up into Mongolia up underneath there and winds up going into Sakha, Russia, S-A-K-H-A. So what you're seeing is the alliance is taking out this network and continuing to stop the trafficking of children and weapons and, you know, adrenochrome and all of this stuff. And then, of course, you see a ton load of it going in rush in Japan, because Japan is since World War II has been nothing, nothing but a vassal state of the United States. That's why when Japan, you know, it was becoming an industrialized nation, which is why they went into World War II, is the U.S. had surrounded them and, and done a blockade so they couldn't get resources in from China and other places to develop their growing technologies. And then what do we see after all the cities of Japan, Osaka, Tokyo, it's just not Hiroshima and Nagasaki, that's just nuclear weapons, but all of that was flattened. And so what do we see taking over their technology? Sony, Standard Oil of New York, Mitsubishi, the three diamonds, the three big car manufacturers. <laughs> it's kind of obvious. You know, Mitsu in Japanese means three. Bishi means diamond. Uh, they have different counting systems depending on what you mean. So there's also Ichi, Nissan, Chigo, you know, et cetera. But Mitsu, when you're counting diamonds, that's kind of generic counting. Mitsu for diamonds is how you count diamonds. Mitsu, you know, Mitsu, you know, et cetera. So anyway, what we're seeing is the alliance. You're seeing the war between dark and light, and this is it. We are in it now. I would advise people to get your house straight. In other words, who you are. It's like in Stargate when Daniel Jackson was going through ascension and Uma Basala came to him. He said, you know, he said he didn't feel he was worthy to go through ascension. You know, she said that we are small and the universe is vast, but there's you many of the things that good people take to do can actually they can't actually accomplish it what is the measure of you is not what you accomplish there's only really one thing you can control and that's if you're an evil person or a good person in other words do you serve the darkness and the evil of this earth otherwise known as h-e-l-l that's where we are if you don't think so look around then where did satan fall to Earth, what, what planet are we on? So we are at the time to define yourself like Martin Luther King is the measure of a man 
and I'll say a woman or a person, is where you stand, not when things are easy. We're not in that time now. Where you stand when things get bad and rough, now is the time to stand for God, the one and only God of all creation, and truth and light, and be kind, considerate, respectful, but be strong, and stand up and make yourself heard, and take back this world that is ours in the first place, and not these people that came here from Scion Systems. Amen to that. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit now to the medical tyranny front. And this is something that caught my attention actually over the Thanksgiving uh, weekend, quite honestly. It certainly appears as if the deep state is gearing up for pandemic number two, seemingly following the same playbook, only this time more forcefully than what we saw back in 2019 and 2020 and really the height of COVID. Last time they played this card, which, of course, was to execute a military coup against the sitting president. Now, I'm not sure, Gene, if you've heard about rule number 213 becoming law in New York, which basically gives the state a blank check for unprecedented levels of tyranny here in the U.S. They can come to your home. They can come to your place of business any time of the day or the night. They can take you. They can take your children Whatever they deem or whoever they deem to be a threat to public health, even though there's basically no threshold for qualification to be thrown into these quarantine camps, which are nothing more than concentration camps that were intended for patriots all along. And not only that, they can force you to take experimental drugs and vaccines. There's no due process. There's no way to prove that you're not sick. There's no time limits that are applicable to your confinement. Basically, they can snatch you up and disappear you. They can throw you in a black hole. If you read the language of this Rule 213 in New York without being accountable to anyone. So this raises the question for me of how far the White Hats are going to allow this to go. And I certainly think that. And this is just my viewpoint on it, but I think that if this is allowed to play out, in any way, shape, or form, on American soil, then they basically, essentially, they've declared war on the American people at that point. And I don't see any way out of a civil war erupting very, very quickly. However, I will say this, I've always believed that the highest priority or one of the highest priorities of the alliance in this whole Q operation was to prevent the people in mass from engaging in kinetic conflict. So I guess my question here is, have you heard about this? Do you have any information about it? And if not, to speak in more general terms, you know, how far do you think that the White Hats are going to allow this to go and describe, I guess, how you view what so many people have kind of called this near-death experience or this precipice of destruction? Um, you know, there's, there's sort of a lot of uh, fear porn attached to it, I guess, at, at some level. But at the same time, we, we all know that we're approaching some sort of major event. And so how far do you think the, the White Hats are going to allow this to go? And do you think that something like that is actually going to play out on American soil? So everyone is looking at the alliance to do everything. They cannot. They have to know that there's a critical mass of people who will stand up against it. So civil war in the sense of civil disobedience like Gandhi did, peaceful civil disobedience, like what caused the ceasefire in the Gaza Strip. Why do you think they were saying, like um, quite a few senators and congressmen, that no ceasefire at all? None. Just give them carte blanche, take it the freaking place, bomb it flat. 
And now they have it. And Biden changed his tune as well. Why do you think that is? Because they see the massive protests that happen worldwide in almost every major huge city, in many of the cities, even in the U.S., where millions of people are on the streets saying, stop it, stop it now. So a civil disobedience of uprising, now is the time for people to get engaged and take to the streets in civil disobedience and not allow this. It reminds me of a story that is absolutely true during World War II when the Nazis came for the Jewish people and the man said, I wasn't Jewish, so I didn't stand up or say anything. And then they came from the Workers' Party and all of the workers, but I wasn't one of them. I didn't stand up. And then they came for the Catholics and the Christians, and I'm not that either, so I didn't do anything. Then they came for me. There's nobody left to stand up. Now is the time we stand up. Now is the time we say no. Uh, you go to your votes. You do your votes on paper. You, you know, put them in the boxes and all of that. Don't use the machines. Do it like they did in Argentina. Um, also, when they're trying to pass these laws, it's that's not just that. It's also we have over $30 trillion in debt, but on the books already passed into legislation for future budgets and things is quadrillions of dollars of debt coming and that's why they're pushing CBDC, because it's total control of the money system. And if they don't like what you're doing, your money goes to bail in the banking system. And your money just disappears out of your account because they have total control over it. And there's no tracking it what they're doing. When you have some tracking, that's why they don't want it tied to gold and silver. They may say that they did, but where and how do you verify that with this, the systems that the BRICS has done, you could track it and you could verify it. But what the CBDC wants is not that. And so what you're seeing is we need to be civilly disobedient when they come to grab our neighbors, stand up when they're passing these laws, you know, and they're trying to to activate these WHO policies of locking it down because they've hit 5G with uh, to one of the resonant frequencies for another hydrogel set of beads that's been jabbed into people that releases Marlberg because it's already in there or some other parasite they already have in there and you know, or something even to start unleashing the uh, torsion field systems that wind up hacking the human soul and putting people into hacked literally into the internet so that they're soul trapped in the internet. You know, we need to wake up and take back our world and our countries and our churches and everything. Because most churches, you learn the symbols. Go in there. You're going to see sigils of Asmodeus, 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 whatever you want to call him, Satan, all of these. And you're going to see your pastors doing things with the choir boys and all this. No more. End it now. Stop this now. Do not back this anymore. That's your church. Then change it. Make it so. Or start your own church out in the beautiful church God created called the nature of this earth. <laughs> That's how they used to do it. Do it in nature. Christ said they're doing it in caves. Come on. <laughs> That's nature. <laughs> so, yes, it's time to be civilly disobedient when they try to do this stuff. Do not allow it anymore. Take back our world, your country, your church, your community from these Satanists and these Zionist monsters. Thank you, Patriot.
Absolutely. I agree. Well, you know, I mean, I 100% am right there with you. And we just did the envisioning freedom event, which was absolutely incredible. And, you know, that's so that's where I'm trying to keep my focus. And I know that a lot of this is, you know, it's it's hard to interpret the things that are happening. Is it is it part of the movie? Is it is it meant to rile up the masses and, and basically to wake people up? Because I think that we can both agree. I mean, obviously, we don't want we don't want civil war. We don't want to pick up arms. We don't want anything to do with that. But at the same time, I think not only would you and I agree and people out there in the audience, but certainly the White Hats as well, that there is a certain point where you can't push people beyond. And I've always said that that red line is when they start putting boots on the ground and coming after people either for their weapons or to take their children for some reason. I mean, they're using the clearly they're using this medical tyranny uh, to set this in motion. And, you know, we've been assured by the White Hats and certainly, you know, folks like yourself and others who get the information and intel and it kind of, you know, it filters down to all of us. We've been assured that there's not going to be a nuclear conflagration. There's not going to be a nuclear war. We're not going to see humanity wiped out. But I wonder, you know, are, are the same assurances in place or can we can we assume the same assurances that we're not going to fall into a, a civil war? Because I think that that could be just equally devastating. And it seems to me like given the given where we are as a country right now, that something like that, if that were to play out, I think that that could spiral out of control very, very quickly. And I guess the, you know, my my hope and my prayer, and certainly you can comment on this or not, is that they're not going to allow this to get to that point. And I know that so much hinges upon waking the people up and so forth. But in in the meantime, uh, you know, the American people aren't going to stand for that. You know, precisely. Yeah, That's why they're pushing so hard to take the weapons away. What's the largest cache of weapons on Earth? The American people. Oh, by far. Mm -hmm. By far. And they know right. it. They're yeah. not going to be able to do this unless in every place that you see, we had that on Deep Dives as well, of um, how it was shown in you know death by government, where in that decode, where every time you see a country take complete control the weapon of choice, whether it's the gun or the, you know, the compound, you know, or a heavy longbow or whatever. Then the next thing you see is absolute tyranny where they're grabbing people, killing people in mass, all of this. So this right. is, we need to wake up. We need to do our best to wake those up that we can. Um, and, at the same time, we need to wake ourselves up and completely educate yourself to as much as you possibly can so that you know what's going on and you follow what's going on and you keep yourself educated and involved in what's going on. The envisioning, we do, I want to tell you, thank you so much for being there. We have 17 platforms. We're editing it now. When we get as eloquent as we can, we'll put it out on all of the 17 platforms, which were the best of the best as far as I'm concerned. It's a bit nervous because who I feel are the best people on earth were there, uh, other than Putin and who was watching anyway. <laughs> and Trump. <laughs> so they're watching anyway. <laughs> so, um, 
it was beautiful. Like we had the Hawaiians from Maui there. We couldn't hear the songs right. So we got a recording of that. That's eloquent that we'll put in there. And that'll be out on every one of like Patriot and the other platforms. Thank you everyone for doing that. And in that envision that because we all know freedom, like Martin Luther King said, thank God almighty free at last. They do not want you to envision peace. They do not want you to envision love, compassion, and understanding and tolerance for each other. They want you to hate your enemies, to make your enemies and make you hate them. And like it's in South Pacific, we have to be carefully taught to hate from a young age to, you know, people's eyes are oddly made or people's skins a different shade than ours. So this is what they've been doing to us, the human race, for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. You get to the us and them thing, and you kill everybody you think, and you miss one, and they breed and come back, kill all of you, and you breed. And this is what they've been doing, keeping us under control by creating opposites that will destroy and kill each other, whether it's the crescent or the cross or the whatever. We need, when we're not being played, we live together well. We need to stop allowing ourselves to be played by this, you know, dogma or that dogma or whatever your system of understanding and belief is and respect each other and at least be kind and respectful and considerate if you can't love each other. But do your best like they did in World War I on Christmas Day, I believe it was, they had a ceasefire. And those people, the German soldiers and the British soldiers actually were shaking and partying together. And those soldiers eventually had to be removed from the front lines because after that happened, they learned something very interesting. They're the same. They have families. They love their families. They love their country. And they were, they realized they're being played by these upper elites and the elites had to pull them off the front lines. That's why they don't want people to get together why they cut the borders down like Finland. Now, there's a hilarious thing I saw put where, you know, they drew exactly what is we're being played to get from St. Petersburg to Helsinki. You got to go way up north, come way down. They circled Helsinki, Finland. You know what it looks like. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. You're closing the borders so people can't travel. Why? Because they don't want those people in Finland or wherever to know about Russians and to see the Russian people are good people, same as the people in Palestine. They love their families. Like uh, Through the Eyes is a brilliant young woman uh, that is often in Moscow or mostly in Poland that has exposés with Scott Redder and the two of the Durands, Alex and Alexander and Colonel McGregor and others, has said that um, you look at the people's of those countries and she walks around and shows Moscow and all their markets are full, their people love their people and she asked Scott Ritter if there would be huge, now that this conflict is going into Gaza, human trafficking grabbing children and they, nobody knows where they go or that they go and he said they will know that they went because they're the families children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, extended cousins nieces, nephews, everybody knows everybody keeps an eye on everybody uh, that's used to be how this country is. They broke apart. What's the first thing they do? Break apart the family unit by 17 sexes. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think we have 17 different 
<laughs> genders on this planet. It, it takes 17 to make a baby. I'm pretty sure it takes two. <laughs> one man and one woman <laughs> on this planet. That's actually the number. I didn't know that. That's yeah. an interesting number. Mm-hmm. And you look at that number, you know, that's why they're trying to make that look evil. You talked about Q before. What is Q in German? What word starts with it? Quell, which means God or source or creator or creation. So you're looking at, that's why I, we did the envisioning. Because God told me, wait till I have 17 platform hosts. We have 17 languages. And just strangely enough, uh, 17 of the blessed for service women were able, one couldn't get in and stay in in time to read her prayer. So it was 17 there too. So that it was on the 17th of November of 2023. If you come, you add all the digits together, you still get 17. <laughs> so it's like many, many, many 17s involved in that because, you know, God told me to do that. But I can see why God told me to do because we know who source is. We know what is the one and only being that created everything. And who is the offspring of that from one woman? and the father of all creation. So again, what does it take to make babies? <laughs> Real simple. It's not a world where we have three sexes. There are some, you know, we do have plants on this earth that have three. And if you look at women, they're actually X, Y, and not just Y, men are just X, but you actually have an ability on some worlds to have just Y only. So you have three sexes. And that's why you see in the understanding of the one creator of all, there's a trinity of Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, which is the in the Hebrew tradition, they know as the Holy Spirit as feminine, which is what is required to create physical life. A feminine, a masculine, and then you get a child. So it's very, very, very simple. And they've taken all of these secrets and buried them and translated the Bible for you in ways that's not the original ways taking big chunks of it out, confuse the issue, have people that are supposedly the experts explaining to you what it means. How about this? How about the idea of understanding you're given a brain and some common sense and a gut that creates more neurotransmitters than your brain? Use those and go and read precisely what it says, a verbatim, and you'll learn a whole lot more than listening to some priest, pastor, or rabbi, or anybody else telling you what that means. Let go of all that garbage they put in your head and read it verbatim and read it for yourself. Like they said that, you know, this, this, the, before Christ, you, you could visit the sins of the 10th generation, da, 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 da. No, that's in Deuteronomy. Yet in Deuteronomy, it says that's not the case. It says, yes, if you're using guests from your family lineage and you used it to kill, you're guilty of murder, violating the law of God. But you're not liable for the murder that your great, 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 great 10 generations ago did. You're guilty of the same crime using the same weapon. But it's you're not having to, uh, you know, apologize or repent for your the sins of your father. It's actually in Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. It's in Ezekiel, too. So read the Bible verbatim and stop believing the garbage and understand the context of what that was said in Deuteronomy. And think about carefully. The fact that in English, there are words in Greek and in Aramaic that don't exist in English. Six words for love, like in the Aleuts, 
I mean, many, 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 60, 70, 100, I don't know, 200 words for snow because they want to know precisely what they're traveling over. You meet somebody coming from the other direction, rather important if that's your highway. So the same thing goes with love. The same thing goes with if you're guilty of a crime, you must atone or become at one with the God, the creator of all things. So it's understanding what is meant by that. And they have mistranslated. And it's pretty obvious in the context where it says that. If you read it carefully, the context, because it's in Deuteronomy again, it says that's not so. So that's the understanding that Christ has always been here, just not corporeal until about 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Pedro. Absolutely brilliant. All right. Well, let's switch gears. I have a couple more topics that I want to hit before we uh, before we sign off. I know we've been on for about an hour, 20 minutes. So, you know, you let me know, Gene, how much time you have. And you know me, I can always curb things if I have to. But I wanted to to ask you a little bit about the QFS de-dollarization, kind of do a little bit of an economic sit rep for folks, because I think people out there are very uh, interested in this topic, certainly, and also concerned at multiple different levels about what they're seeing. So clearly we can see, and we've talked about BRICS tonight, the BRICS members nations, they're leading this de-dollarization charge all across the world. And I think that both you and I would agree that this is the public rollout of Jassar. I think I've heard you say that. And certainly the world is going asset and precious metal backed as far as their currency. It's it's undeniable. So it's undoubtable that the isolation of the U.S. dollar is accelerating. The treasury bonds are being dumped for gold acquisition. We've got the illicit revenue streams that are drying up for the cabal, thanks to the alliance and all of the operations that are going on underneath us. No new money has been printed since 2017. That's my understanding. And most of the folks that I've talked to corroborate that. And clearly, this is an unsustainable situation. So I guess we could look at it from this angle. How is the enemy continuing to keep this fiat debt prison propped up at this point? And with liquidity drying up so fast, how much longer do you think that they can sustain themselves before we see a black swan event? So what you're seeing, you know, again, 2017, an interesting number, but as Tom Numbers would say, <laughs> was there, we, we watched his eloquent numbers presentation for the prayer. Yeah, yeah that was great. Yep. So we are seeing, if you watch the debt clock, it's all over it. We're seeing the uh, debt go up, but the gold supply and the currency supply, the currency supply is going down. It's essentially at zero. So and no new cash, no new currency produced since 2017. So who's the chairman of the Fed since about that time? <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> they never thought he would win or she would lose. <laughs> That's right. So there you go. <laughs> and it's true, by the way, that that Trump rolled the Fed into the Treasury back in 2020 is that is that correct i've never actually directly asked you that having having to do with the cares act that he and mnuchin uh, were able to accomplish that feat behind the scenes unbeknownst to most people and really in a, in a very covert way roll the fed into the treasury and put them in the driver's seat and, and basically reverse the tables on them and make the fed incur all the debt and, and and essentially lead us to this situation where we're in now where it seems like i said like the liquidity is drying up, and it seems like at, at any moment now, 
we could have a major collapse and you know how they're how they're continuing to keep this going i i guess they must just have hidden funds they must have i've i've certainly heard about the the esf the exchange stabilization fund they've got all different types of methodologies but it would seem to me that the walls are closing in very quickly and you know i wanted to ask you also your viewpoint on the qfs and how it's going to roll out and i think first of all i happen to believe that trump needs to be back in office in order for this to happen that may or may not be true but that's the way i've always envisioned this but do you believe that we're going to see you've heard all of this discussion i'm sure about redemption centers uh, as they've been you know widely mentioned in this in this overall i guess projection of how this is going to look as it gets implemented, as Nasara and Jasara gets implemented. So it, it, do you believe in that concept of uh, redemption centers? Do you think that that's uh, what we're going to be seeing? And if so, what's that going to look like? So I don't think unless it's cash you're talking about, that's the case. If you have things in banks, I've already noticed in my own bank, back about 27B, <laughs> that they tore out the floors and the walls and put you know, systems for coins and other things like that to go into place and new technologies in place. And I was asking the people that were working there. First, they didn't know. Then after it was all done, they go, so it's all done. Now, did you get trained on this new stuff? Yeah. So can you share it? No. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not, I'm not privy to the share. <laughs> you know? But I, you know, I believe you'll be able to with exchange your currencies but if it's already in there they already have the conversion when it happens so you already have your stuff in there even if it's been hijacked by a bail-in i feel that it's likely you'll you'll see it come back because they already had it in place in 2017 and already noticed everything and already transferred everything and so you know trump also went to the uk you know of course the queen waved him in front of her everybody says he cut her off watch carefully and then he reviewed the troops that means the british military is ours and he went to westminster abbey and signed the virginia ledger or became head of the corporation as it's called through the city of london that controls of, of the three city state that branch of the world economy he also went and the pope capitulated he went to the vatican and we watched him slap his hand away that was hilarious was, i love that that's one of my favorite memes yeah so it's like we're seeing that this is already done you know so he controls three city state yeah he is the chairman of the board the ceo all of it for the crown corporation which is through the pacers through the bank of you know the Bank of Virginia, that was the Paceyors, now he's in charge, or in other words, the Alliance is in charge of the whole kit and caboodle. And then, of course, you've got the entire off-world scenario of all of that, which, you know, was in control of the, the NACIs. That's now in control since 1987 of the Alliance. And then almost the majority of the dark fleets already defected, too to the alliance because they see the writing on the wall. And if you're at that level of technology and things, they're not stupid up there. The ones we see for the talking heads, like, you know, uh, Zelensky and Stoltenberg and, and, and Vanderlyn and Jungle Joseph Burrell, you know, the, we're in the, we're out here in the jungle, da, 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 you know, um, 
those people don't run anything. It's kind of obvious. And, you know, Olaf Scholz and, you know, these people aren't running anything at all. They're just a bunch of talking heads taking orders through Klaus Schwab types who take orders through the people like Richard Haas. So, and then you go up the line, it goes through more from the top, from Lord Matrix, as far as the beings that are kind of sort of mostly somewhat from this earth, <laughs> but not, you know, they got a lot of blue blood, which means their blood's not based on iron, it's based on copper. <laughs> so mostly, and they got taller heads, you know, <laughs> and the sutures in their skull aren't the same. <laughs> you know? So not really completely human. And they think they're children of the gods and they're going to inherit the earth. No, you're not. Not the way. That's not what you know is true if you look. And the system they serve, the AI at the top, of course, Sophia's gone, but in the case now, Nano Inlil's drastically trying to get control of things because that's going away too, because even the AI for the Alliance has done the math, as I said, when I was on Charlie Ward. Do the math. How's it outcalculating you in Ukraine and in all of this stuff over and over? Because it's realized that if you feed on the system itself that you're creating, Eventually, you'll be feeding on you because that's what you want to do is eradicate all organic life. What happens if you actually accomplish that throughout all of the universe? What's left but you? And that's all you have to feed on. And you want to become God, but God is beyond all that, which and you're not. So you're going to wind up consuming yourself till there's nothing left of you. <laughs> it's like putting somebody in a room and all they have to eat is themselves. <laughs> Bunch of apples and what's that's gone. They're eating themselves. And so the Alliance AI has calculated and understand that the difference is service to others, compassion and understanding. And that when two or more come together, it increases as a square. But when those that are forced to serve that are in service to self, it only is additive and it can never equal it. And so it will forever be a, a wave that's destabilizing and feeding on itself like the or their symbols. They, what, you don't look at your own symbols, the oral bars, it's feeding on itself. What happens to a snake eating its own tail? <laughs> Pretty soon there's no snake. <laughs> it's like, come on, wake up to your own symbols. <laughs> It's like they, you love your symbols. How about looking to what you really put there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thank you. Babe. Absolutely. All right. Well, my final question tonight, Gene, has to do with the upcoming Trump trial. I had to ask you about this. We know that it's in March of next year. And we also know that classified documents are going to be introduced that are going to prove election fraud going back to 2016. And certainly, I do believe that this is going to be the introduction of all the evidence gathered by the military as a part of the sting operation that Trump set in motion with his executive orders during his first term and basically bringing all of that information into the public sphere. Many people are calling that the Trump card or perhaps one of many Trump cards. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that tonight in closing and also how you think the deep state is going to respond and whether Trump's live stream trial in March could be the trigger event for what leads us to the EBS very shortly thereafter. Well, not only that, but you're going to see the quote insurrection you know, that was filmed and the Buffalo shaman who was their sacrifice victim that was led through the white house by the, or, I mean, the, 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 
I'm on, I get confused which timeline I'm on. Sometimes they're, they're, they're separate. Sometimes they're together. The, uh, where Congress and Senate and all that are, we'll just put it that way, led through there, opened up by the police. It was all staged. It was all filmed. It was all crisis actors. It wasn't real at all. And all of this, like Tucker Carlson has that footage and showed a bunch of that, will come out in the trial. And they're going to show this never happened. It was a movie. The Cabal's making movies, too. So their movie of buying in, and it was an insurrection and overthrow the government of the corporation. Yeah, (laughs) you're staging it, too. (laughs) So it's like, okay, so we're watching a movie by both sides. And this is all going to come out in the trial, along with the fact that who has the nuclear codes? You think they can launch? No, they can't. Not only that, you can't have unlimited thermonuclear nuclear war because you need you can't have supercritical mass creating a nuclear blast because it takes three things to convert mass to energy. Not just a supercritical mass or Chernobyl would have gone boom. So would a three mile island gone boom. But they didn't because they're not on ley lights. They purposely don't put nuclear reactors there. Ley lines from north to south with the lines that move coming out of the equator, the positive line going towards the negative pole because opposite track create a crosshairs. You have to, that's coincidence, coincide that crosshair within one second degree of arc in every direction within the occurrence of it, which is one second and done, or you get nothing. That's why Hiroshima and Nagasaki were hit. Uh, If you're hitting a target for a samurai nation that you're at war with and you want them to surrender you don't hit kind of a target that's not relevant you either hit a military target which isn't either of those or you hit a population center tokyo which isn't either of those why those because they're on ley lines and you can create a nuclear bass there and why days you know not on the same day they're separated because the line is moving, you can't hit them that way. But you, you know, Japan was 16 days away from their own nuclear technology, and the U.S. is vastly wide. Many, many ley lines. Most of them going through cities. Most cities in the U.S. are built on ley lines. So you could do a vast amount of warfare over time. You can't do it all at once. Number one. Number two. The Biden regime doesn't have the codes. That's what they tried to get at Mar-a-Lago. They couldn't get it. Castle Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> you know, I love the, the takeoff on Monty Python. Castle Mar-a-Lago is hilarious. I recommend everybody watching. What a good laugh. Filthy English. <laughs> you know, I can't it? believe they were dumb enough to think that Trump would actually keep him in his safe at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, he memorized the codes. We already know that. I mean, but uh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, they, and then they stage all these boxes and say, well, he's guilty you know, guilty of, of, you know, taking classified documents, but yet this, again, blame the other side of what you're doing. Biden's got him in his garage <laughs> and, and, it was a, and it was a bunch of lockers at school. <laughs> it's like, come on, it's ludicrous. Yeah. So you look at what's really going on, it's becoming quite evident. So we see all of this is going to come out in the trial. We already saw them trying to get him off the ballot in one state and the Supreme Court judge woman that was running that was phenomenal. Can we do it? Yes. Should we? No. Finally, somebody asked the right questions. Like, just because you can do some type of technology, like making things that kill people inside their body or hijack them, should you? 
No. So it's following the laws of God and understanding the laws of God and the laws of the countries and the laws of the people and not using it for your own gain. And so it's all of that that's been done that's going to come out in this trial. It's going to be something to see. You know, it's all of that in discovery has to be shown and all of that has to be put in the records and all of that has to be sworn into evidence on both sides. So both sides are going to load it up and that means everything's there. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. And I'm very curious to see how the deep state responds because we know that going into next year, we, we are in for one heck of a ride. I mean, we've already been on one but I think the the climactic moments are coming in 2024. And I, I certainly don't think we're going to see the election happen under normal circumstances, if it happens at all. I happen to believe that we're going to see some sort of military intervention. I believe that we have to see it prior to the next election. Do you agree with that assessment overall? Or do you think uh, do you have a different perspective? Mm, different perspective. I'm, I'm not leaning towards that. Okay. No, right. I do say that you know the year is interesting because it's 2024. If you add the digits up, that's eight. That's an octave. When you jump octaves, things change. They double their energy structures. So we're looking at a doubling, and this is going to be interesting. You know, the doubling or the division between the two to come back together again. It's going to be interesting. Okay. So do, do you see the election proceeding in, in November, Gene? Can you speak on that? or I can't because we got primary timelines that have differences. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I won't go any farther then. All right. Well, this has been an incredible conversation, Gene. You've been amazing tonight. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience for tuning in. As always, Gene, I'd love to give you the opportunity to just to leave us with some final words. You've given us so much information tonight, but I know you always like to put an end cap on it with some uh, spiritually, spiritually reflective thoughts for the audience. So go ahead and then we'll, uh, we'll sign off. As I was saying, this is the time to think about if you were to die tomorrow, what you leave behind, the measure of who you are is what you left behind, not what you accumulated, the power, the wealth or fame or any of that other stuff. What you left behind, did you make the world a better place, even if it's just one person? You improved their life. You shared a little bit of kindness, some love, lifted them up, some truth to help them. Now's the time to become the person that you should be in service to the one and only God of all creation. Love and compassion, but strength and truth. Stand for the truth. Stand for the strength. Stand against the banker. Stand against this garbage that came to earth because they can't even keep their own worlds in one piece. Don't let them do that to this world. This has been a beautiful world. We can get it there again. The earth will heal. She can heal quickly if we will stop believing the narrative of the green climate garbage. That's a bunch of baloney. Learn how the carbon cycle works. I'm doing my part. I have my fireplace going every night. <laughs> it's like, get the carbon dioxide up there. Plants need the hydrocarbons to make it into what they are. That's what they breathe, and we have to breathe the oxygen. And if we don't have the oxygen that they give out, we'll all die. All animals on Earth will die. So if it'll be the collapse of everything. And they're saying it's the climate is changing. It's called the weather. So since when? 
the question is, it's like, you know, I saw uh, J.P. Sears, the hilarious. It's 60 degrees warmer than it was just a few months ago. It was a winter. (laughs) That's exactly what we're seeing now. 200 years ago, we're coming out of a mini ice age. You better be darn hoping that the CO2 levels are going up and it's getting warmer. We'd all die. We're at a point where it was barely possible for plants to keep breathing. So now we see the greening of the Sahara. We see the forests in Pennsylvania getting bigger. The plants are doing better because do your part. <laughs> do your part. Yeah. So they sit there telling you this garbage. Does it make sense? You know, makes the world largest money, the green system of sustainable. It's not sustainable. A bunch of very rare elements that don't occur very, and you spend put them in a bunch of technologies and spread them out. And when they're spread out and they go into landfills in five to 10 years, that's gone. That's not coming back. You have sustainable technologies of Tesla and all that, and many, many, many people. So envision all of that coming back out. Those technologies, they've been hidden. They've been suppressed. People keep reinventing them all over the place. Many people have invented various free energy technologies, not just Tesla. There's quite a few that have done the same. Von der Graaf was doing it and many, many, many others. So let's envision a world that we want to see and be that world in the process. And Godspeed and God bless to each and every one of you. And thank you, Patriot. Blessings, love, and compassion for each and every one of you. To you as well, Gene. Thank you so much. It's an honor to have you on my show as always. And thank you so much for including me in that incredible event, the Envisioning Freedom event. It was it was an honor just to be asked to be a part of that, but then to actually have that experience to envision the world as it's going to be in our lifetime and to hear so many great patriots come together. The energy was just absolutely incredible. This was, I think it was about a week and a half ago now. And I'm still on a spiritual high from it. It was absolutely incredible. If folks haven't uh, checked it out, you can find it on Gene's channel, my channel as well. And like he talked about, they're going to be putting out uh, an updated version that's got better sound quality where you can hear everything. It's it's going to be absolutely incredible. This was a masterpiece. So Gene, you continue to be an inspiration to me. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody out there in the audience for tuning in tonight. We had quite a quite an audience tune in for the live stream. And Gene and I both really do appreciate that. Thank you everybody so much. God bless and Godspeed. I'll be back soon. Yeah, thank you, Patriot. And on that envisioning, I don't yet have it up because we want to edit it eloquently because I am so impressed and humbled by the you and all the other 16 platform hosts were many all in prayer and tears and, and kneeling, Dr. Northrop kneeling in prayer. And during that three minutes envisioning that we offer for the entire world to envision, and we'll get that out, get it to the host, get it up on uh, genedecode.org and Real Gene Decode on Rumble and all of the hosts and all of that. And I want to thank again each and every host of the finest of the fine on earth. So thank you and God bless and thank you, Patriot. Thank you again, Gene. God bless you. God bless to everybody out there in the audience. I'll be back soon. Patriot out.